0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniax Podcast. This is episode number 265, which we are recording on Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're at our golf course recording studio, which means (laughs) we're parked at the golf course with a very pretty view. This is where the frog
1: serenaded us in a not too distant
0: episode, but I don't hear the frog today. No,
1: and it's not damp. Like it was no, that's true. at that time of the year. It's dry again, yeah. sadly. Yeah. So what are you wearing? I have been wearing my Weekender sweater, which is a pullover by Andrea Mowry. And it's a super popular, boxy-shaped pullover sweater that's knit in worsted white yarn. Currently, there are 11,000 projects on Ravelry, so that's what I mean by super popular. And, you know, I think just the fact that it's knit in worsted weight makes a lot of knitters more comfortable making a sweater than fingering weight does, even though folks in our... Neck of the Woods seem to really prefer fingering white sweaters just because of our climate. I think a lot of newer knitters really prefer working with worsted weight yarn. Yeah, Yeah. it goes faster. You see progress faster. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's part of the reason why this pattern is so popular. Also the boxy shape. It's not fitted in any way, so you have a much better chance of being successful with the sweater mm-hmm. because you don't you're not having to make it fit in any specific way. It's just boxy and oversized, no shaping, <laughs> no shaping, yes. so I knit mine back in October of two thousand and eighteen, and though I do wear it quite a bit, true to what i was saying about fingering weight yarn it doesn't get as much wear as my fingering white sweaters but i am glad to have a couple of worsted white sweaters every year when the cold season hits yep and, yeah and this is one of the ones that i do wear a lot so i used woolstock worsted which is a yarn by blue sky fibers and i Last time I wore it, I noticed that the yarn is pilling a lot more than it used to. So it's kind of hitting that point in the wearing cycle where I need to start depilling it more regularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you do wear it a lot then? I do. Okay. I cool. do. And I wouldn't say that the yarn is felting necessarily, but I did make the observation to somebody on the day that I was wearing it that it would no longer be a sweater that I would rip out because the strands are just starting to bond together a little bit. You know how that happens when you use Mm non-superwash wool. The fibers do start to become one. (laughs) yeah they start to stick it's not a true felted sweater at this point but they do get sticky so it's not a bad thing just an observation i really enjoyed working with that yarn and it's very soft and very nice
0: yeah
1: and the boxy shape is basic enough that the style has held up so excellent yeah so that was a win that's the weekender by andrea mowry what are you wearing, Gail? Well, before I start
0: talking about what I'm wearing, I have two weekender stories. Oh, <laughs> The first time I went to visit my parents after they moved to Oregon, my mom and I were standing at their beach, on their beach sidewalk, and a woman was standing next to me wearing a weekender. And I oh, said, I remember
1: that. Yeah, yeah. it was fun.
0: I said did you knit that? And she said, yes, it's the first time I've worn it. I said, is that the weekender by <laughs> She said, yes, it is. So we had a very fun little conversation. That's fun. And the second story is I ripped my weekender out yes. because I never liked the way mine fit. Right. And I don't I know why, that. but I wasn't happy with the fit of mine, although it's not fitted in any way. So I think it was a yarn pairing with the pattern. I don't yeah. think it was drapey enough. So I did rip that. That was one of the several sweaters that I ripped at the beginning of the year. But what I'm wearing, I wore my Chana or Chana sweater to our Zoom on Saturday, because since I don't go anywhere, I decided that I should (laughs) at least wear hand knits for our Zoom. It's a pattern by Lisa Nieminen, and I knit it several years ago, mostly on a road trip. And it's just a beautiful top-down raglan that has some pearl bumps to give it some texture on the front of the sweater, has a really pretty design feature that's a faux seam on the sides of the sweater. And it has a scoop in the back that's lower. So high-low hem Mm -hmm. with a scoop in the back. And I don't think I had ever worn it before in public. Yes, really. And I thought I was standing in my closet and I saw it and I thought, that's so pretty. I'm going to wear that. And it was so soft and it fits so well. And I thought this one really looks good. So I was very thrilled that I'd pulled it out. And again, that's Chana, it's C-H-A-N-N-A. So I don't know if that's pronounced Chana or Chana by Lisa Niemann. And it was a fun knit as well. I did, it calls for DK weight, but I used fingering held doubled with a natural color silk mohair. And then I blended the fingerings from a natural with speckles of pink and brown into brown with speckles of natural and pink. So it went from natural to pink, to pinker, to pink brown. It's nice. really pretty. Yeah, yeah.
1: it is. So, there you go. What have you been stocking? Well, for stocking this episode, it's a little bit different. We decided to purposefully choose designers who have identified that they live in the Ukraine. And I do understand that while purchasing patterns from designers who live in Ukraine is probably not the best route for getting humanitarian aid to folks living in the ukraine it might be something one could choose to do in addition to other humanitarian
0: aid that you
1: may choose to donate to does that make sense
0: yeah i think there are a lot of ways Well, not as many as I would hope, but there are other ways that we can help the people in the Yes, But this is one knitting-related way that we hope is somehow useful.
1: So we just thought it was interesting to see what designers are from Ukraine and what types of patterns are out there. And if you see or hear something you like, maybe you would choose to purchase it yeah and or share your ideas in the thread for this episode in yeah recovery. that would be really nice too yeah. if we have if you have other ukrainian designers whose patterns you would like to share with the group bring it to the group discussion okay all right so you guys know that i love rib tats so i found a pattern called sequoia and it's written by designer irina Dmitrieva. And it's a ribbed hat with a fold-up brim. And it also has the option of creating kind of traveling ribs or traveling cables along the ribbed lines that continue up from the folded brim. So it's very neat the way it comes up. And the way it works out, It one of the rows or one of the lines of rib kind of looks like maybe a center spine or a branch of a tree. And then there are little traveling ribs that come off of that center spine or branch of a tree. It's a nice little pattern. It's written for DK Weight Yarn. And again, that one is by Irina Dmitrieva. The second ribbed hat pattern that I found is called Tenth Wave. And it's by pelik Natalie, and this one has a cool variation on the ribbing. This design, so imagine you've got a ribbed beanie, and the ribs go all the way around the beanie. So then you take five or so of those columns of ribbing, and they kind of turn diagonally and wrap around the cap it's really neat so you cool. have like a traveling rib that swirls around while the rest of the cap ribs are continuing straight vertical cool yeah it's really cool i like this one a lot it it wraps around as you go all the way up to the crown and i actually tried to knit a hat like this years ago not not with a pattern i just was making it up as I went and I don't remember what happened to the hat, but it was always kind of a design element that I wanted to explore again and I never did. Oh. So it would be cool to try somebody else's pattern because this person probably wrote it much better than I <laughs> attempted it. <laughs> so that is the tenth wave hat by Palik Natalie. Oh, and that one is also knit in DK white yarn. And then I found a pullover sweater called Northern Lights. And this one is by Ludmila Babintseva. And this one is also in DK weight, And it is a collared pullover with a zipper that goes along the collar. How do I describe it? It's... To me, when I look at it, if you've ever seen what is often called a half-zip fleece, Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of style. So it's a pullover, but it's got a little split at the neck, and there's a zipper sewn in. So if you zip the zipper, it's it's only, I don't know, six to seven, eight-inch zipper maybe.
0: It's like a Henley.
1: Yeah, kind of. And the zipper, if you zip it all the way up, It looks like a mock turtleneck kind of look, Mm -hmm. but if you unzip it, then it kind of folds down and it looks like a collared sweater or a collared fleece style sweater. And I thought that one was really cute. And I have not seen a pullover in that style before. So that was, that was something fairly new. Cute. Yeah. So that is Northern Lights by Ludmila Zabintseva. How about you, Gail? What did you find to stock? Well, the first thing I struggled with
0: was finding designers from the Ukraine. And Charlene gave me a little lesson on how to find them. So I had gone somehow to a designer's area in Ravelry from which I didn't have the same search fields that you can Mm. do an advanced search with. But Charlene said if you get to the designer's page via the patterns page, Mm -hmm. it does take you to an area where you do have the search filters. And near the end of the search filters, there is something to the effect of organized by country.
1: Yeah, it's, let's see, if you go to the, the main pattern area on Ravelry, then what I did was go to advanced search. And then if you click on advanced search, it gives you all the different options for searching. And at the very bottom of the list, there are some additional methods of searching. And I believe it's designer country. Something it's like, like that, yeah. Yeah. And, and then if you can click select on the country, country. Yeah. Yep. Then there's a, what do you call a select menu where you can select all these all the different countries that have been identified.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: very cool way to search for designers
0: by country, which I didn't know existed. So thank you for that. And I was just having fun browsing through the many pages of designs and designers. And I think one of the central themes seems to be amigurumi. There were a lot of amigurumi patterns. So amigurumi, if you don't know, is basically small animals or toys types of things that are usually crocheted and stuffed. So there were lots of little animals. I saw a lot of unicorns. I Mm -hmm. saw a lot of dogs and bears, lots of bunnies in varying sizes. So some of them were really tiny, like Anna Herkovich size, tiny, Mm -hmm. tiny. And some of them were larger, many colors, many different things. There were even some off color Anna things that I saw. So that was interesting. But overall, very charming, fun patterns. And one designer that I recognized, which is not amigurumi related, Svetlana Volkova, who is Tweety Sheep. And I have two of her patterns in my favorites, oh. one of which has been in my favorites for years. It's called Taiga, T-A-I-G-A. And it's a cardigan. But its knit was super bulky, which is why I've never knit it.
1: I remember that name. I I I do kind of remember you mentioning that at some point.
0: Yeah, it's a color work. It's short sleeve, but I would make it long sleeve. It starts in one color at the top, and then right a little bit under your bust line, it starts almost a snowflake motif in color oh. work, and it jo- it begins the second color, and then the bottom half of the sweater or bottom third is it knit in the contrasting color. So I think hers is a tealish green on top and then green and purple and then purple at the bottom or the reverse of that maybe. And it's really pretty. And I'm pretty sure my friends Maggie and Carol knit that long ago and it was so cute. And I thought I would love to knit that, but super bulky yarn, we don't get the opportunity to wear that very often. Of course I could adjust the pattern for worsted or DK, but I haven't done that. But it's a very, very cute pattern. And then another one that we have stocked is Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. Sailor Moon is a really pretty pullover, where the design feature is stripes. So the whole stri- sweater is striped pullover. But the, the back from the neck down to under your shoulder blades looks like a crescent or a um, triangular shawl. So the top part of the back goes in a different direction with the stripes. It's a Triangle than the rest of the, the sweater. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And our mm-hmm. friend Linda knit that one. Oh. So I know at least one person who's knit <laughs> it. So Svetlana Volkova, she has a lot of beautiful patterns. Sweaters and shawls and things for children and hats and things. So she is a very prolific, talented designer who I didn't realize was from the Ukraine. Oh. So I do have one other stocking thing that i have to talk about yeah cable crush joggers i don't know if anyone else has seen them (laughs) they've been in hot right now for a few days it's a jogger pattern and joggers if you're not familiar with that term are basically sweatpants it's by chantal Mayagashima. i had not heard of her as a designer before but she has she has several patterns and these are just joggers that are knit from the top down there are short rows for your booty to make room for the booty if you need that, like I do. And then you separate for each leg and knit each leg down. And she has apparently lots of instructions for how to do the leg based on your inseam. So from your crotch to your ankle. And I haven't purchased the pattern, but I have been swatching for it. And I'm looking forward to knitting them. I don't know if I'll actually be able to wear them because they're going to be really really warm it's designed for air and weight yarn and it calls for lion brand wool ease which is a acrylic wool blend i think it's 80 or 85 percent acrylic Mm -hmm. and the rest is wool and because of the fact that they're joggers and it's a heavy weight wool i wouldn't call them flattering necessarily but they're (laughs) super super cute and i don't know How often it'll get cold enough? I think sitting at my computer, I could wear them during the day. I think
1: so. Yeah. I have been wearing sweatpants or exercise pants, call them what you will, an awful lot, in all honesty. I live
0: in them. Yeah. So why not a hand-knit pair?
1: I don't... I think... it. I don't think they would be too warm. I mean, they may sometimes be too warm, but I think there will be plenty of opportunities to wear them. Well, I'm going for it. (laughs) I've been texting
0: Charlene a lot about this since I saw the pattern. I have a sweater quantity of Knit Picks Comfy Yarn, which is a cotton acrylic blend. And it's kind of speckly tonal. I don't know Mm -hmm. how you would describe it, but... I purchased it thinking that I would knit a super simple summer sweater with it because I saw someone else's and it was delightful. So I bought it in several colors. (laughs) So I will have striped joggers, which I think I will probably be the only one in the projects who has striped joggers, but I'm going for it because it's soft, soft, soft yarn and my swatch knit up to just about the right gauge. I have to wash it. I'm going to put it in the washing machine and the dryer. Because it says you can do that. So I'm going to give it the full test. And hopefully by next episode, I'll have some jogger knit up.
1: So that's the Cable Crush Joggers by Chantel Mayagashima. Yeah, honestly, the best project at any given time is the one that you really want to knit. That's what I thought. And have the yarn for in stash.
0: Exactly. That's a perfect pairing. Exactly. So So I'm going for it. (laughs) So what have
1: you been knitting? Okay, I took my long summer cardigan back out of hibernation. Yay! This is a long cardigan, as the name implies, by Honee Locatelli. I was looking at the length of it because I am... I put it away... I started it last summer, and then I put it on hold over the winter because the yarn I am using is very, very light. Definitely not something that I would have been wearing a month ago, for example. And even though, yes, it is still technically winter, it doesn't feel like winter here anymore. So we're to the point where hmm, I could be wearing this, I think. So it's come out of hibernation. And I I have knit most of the sweater and only have the body left to do, I believe. Yay! I think. I'm pretty sure. I that should double. Right. I should double check that. Oh my gosh, there's a turkey walking around up there.
0: <laughs> turkey
1: hiding. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. That's it's okay. I should double check that now that I think about it. Make sure that I really do have both sleeves knit. How funny. That I've been sounds working right. on
0: it. It sounds right because you needed to know how much yarn you had left to finish the body. Right? Yeah,
1: that's true. I, I don't think I have enough left to knit asleep but we'll see i think i only have the body left and i think i only have one pattern repeat left nice you're close i'm close we shall we shall see because like i said i was looking at the pattern page hello mr turkey (laughs) it's a solo turkey that's so odd that's odd well i'm sure more will cruise by that's true
0: Turkeys are not the brightest birds. And turkeys very
1: rarely are alone. Uh (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So I looked at the photos on the pattern to see how long I should be making this. Because the original sample was knit in a yarn that had silk and stretched a lot. So I may need probably will need to knit more repeats to get to the same length as the original sample had. Does that make sense? Yes it does. I'll need more because my yarn will not stretch as much as the original sample yarn will. So, I want it to reach, it's the back, it hits the back of her knees Mm -hmm. in the photograph. So I need to, I'm gonna knit through one more sample, one more pattern repeat, see how far I am, and figure it out because I'll have to figure out how much yarn I have left. I think I have enough yarn for however much length I need. Um, And there's also a ribbed section That will get added on the bottom as well. And there's the collar that goes all the way around as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So factor that in. Oh, yeah. That fun part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were saying you might crochet yours.
1: Yeah. That
0: sounds brilliant. Yeah.
1: And like I said, I'm knitting it in a much lighter yarn. I'm using the Holstgarn Coast, which is the wool cotton blend. And it's very, very lightweight yarn yielding a very very light fabric and mine is knit in sorry gail silver and gold (laughs) it's gonna be in my head the rest of the day and when i edit tomorrow (laughs) and that's the only thing that i am currently working on because i recently finished a sweater So what are you knitting, Gail? Well, I just
0: cast on since we started podcasting a new hat. It's called Mill Creek by our friend Katie Carroll, who is Katinka on Ravelry. And it took me three tries to get this one because I kept not having enough of a tail for my long tail cast on. So that's silly. Yeah. But this is a hat with some really cool cables on the body of the hat. And I'm just getting started, so I don't know a whole lot about it. But it will be a charity hat. And I'm using a new-to-me wool. I think it's called Universal Worsted or something. My oh,
1: okay. From um, uh, Universal yes, Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's 100% wool. And my mother was kind enough to give me a nice bag full of her yarn for charity hats. Because her hands have been very problematic and she hasn't been able to knit. Oh, bummer. Yeah, major bummer. So I pulled out a skein of that, and that's what I'm using. It's, beautiful. it's really pretty. It's a teal, turquoise mm-hmm. color. It's really pretty. So that's what's in my hands. I've also been doing a lot of work on Josie's memory blanket, so her sock yarn blanket. I've finished four rows so far, and she and I are going to sit down tomorrow and pick out the colors for the next row. So that will be cruising along. I've also been working on my lounger cardigan, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. And last time we recorded, I said that I'd ripped the body back twice to size it the way I wanted it to fit. I've been successful. So I got down to right about under my butt and decided that I was going to start some sleeves, and sleeves, plural, not just because two sleeves, but because three sleeves, because the first sleeve attempt was a fail, so I ripped it back, and I've started sleeve attempt number two, and I'm going to try it on soon. I'm about, I don't know, four inches or five inches into the sleeve, so it's too early to try it on yet, but cruising along on that, so that's what's been on the needles lately. We would like to thank our sponsor for this month, Fix-A-Stitch. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix-a-Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit. Quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights. A lace weight tool is sold separately. It's even bright pink which makes it easy to find in your purse or project bag. Fix the Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. For more information, visit www.fixastitch.com. And we love those tools. We do. Handy to have in your notions bag at all times. And
1: I love the color. Yes. <laughs> Pink, how can you not love it? Alright, so what have you finished? Alright, so I mentioned that I was only working on that one thing because I had finished. the sweater, I finished my Ebbets cardigan. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It is a pattern written by Elizabeth Doherty. It's an open front, drop shoulder, ribbed cardigan that has a, I, I kind of call it a wrap around collar. It's not a shawl collar, but it wraps around in the same way that a shawl collar does, but it's ribbed and there's no fold over and the nice thing is it's knit as you go so when you finish the sweater you're you're really done with it because you you don't have to go back and add on nice. a collar or a front band i love that it has long sleeves and it's a longish cardigan kind of, i guess it's tunic length i don't i don't know the exact measurements of where it hits you to be certifiably a (laughs) tunic but it's a longish cardigan that covers your assets there you go (laughs) love it it has side slits and it was really fun to knit because of the different ribbing I had a good time knitting it I made mine in a totally different yarn than the sample was made so I wasn't sure if it would be exactly the same but so far it works it's It's not exactly the same, of course, because the yarn that I used, I think, is a little bit more drapey. So I wasn't sure if it would be exactly the same, but so far it seems great. I love it. The only thing I've noticed so far is that the bottom of mine might have a little bit of a tendency to curl. I did wash it. And lay it out flat to dry, kind of thing. I did not need to pin it in any way because it was, it just, it was, it seemed almost too size. So I didn't need to shape it with pins in any way, which was nice. But I will try steaming the bottom some more and see if I can get that to lay a little flat. It doesn't curl much. It's just like one little. Like maybe the bind off row kind of curls up a little bit. So it's not bad in any way, but it's just, you know, one of those things that you notice when you don't use the same yarn that the designer Mm -hmm. used. Sometimes there can be little things that are different. Yep. So this sweater cardigan will go well in my wardrobe, I think. And I think I could probably wear this one three seasons from spring through summer through fall. Nice. Yeah. The sizing on this one is good. It goes from 33 inches to 60 inches, or 84 centimeters to 152 centimeters. Nice. So that is Ebbets by Elizabeth Doherty. What have you finished, Gail? I finished a couple of hats. I finally
0: cast on the Sea Glass Hat by Woolen and Pine, and okay. I've been talking about their sweater version of this technique of one-by-one fingering color work. Some people did it in yarn other than fingering. I think the sea glass tee they did in fingering and the sea glass sweater is in DK weight, and people have knit the hat in various weights. By the way, the hat is free if you sign up for their newsletter, so it's a great way to decide if you want to knit a larger garment. Mm -hmm. So I used a neon pink yarn and then I used leftovers of speckled yarns that were kind of a pastel rainbow almost, but I misjudged how much of the scrap yarn I would need and didn't get through more than, I think, two or three colors of the rainbow. So it didn't give quite the effect that I wanted because the pattern is designed to switch colors every row. So you do one by one color work through the whole round and then the beginning of the next round you change colors. So it gives a very pretty effect, Mm -hmm. very artistic, very different from pattern to pattern. Well, I wanted to have one background color and then I would change the contrast color. Mm -hmm. Well, I used my contrast colors for multiple rows and then switch to another contrast color, multiple rows, switch multiple rows, so on. Instead of switching my contrast color, every row, So my hat I think looks more like stripes than I wanted it it to. Yeah, (laughs) So I will knit another hat, experimenting with still using a solid Mm -hmm. color, but alternating every row with my contrast colors. And I think if I do that, I will get the same result as the sea glass tee. I think if you're not alternating a color in every row, if not both colors, you don't get the same effect. It's just much more striped looking than it is speckly yarn Yeah. delight. Yeah. So learned a lesson, glad I did it with a hat. It's still a really cute hat. I also think the way the pattern's written, I should have added several more rows to get it a little taller of a hat. And I don't know if I have a taller head than most people, I have a smaller <laughs> head, but it barely covers my ears the way it was written in the pattern. And it's a charity hat anyways, but I kind of use my head as a judge for charity in general. So really enjoyed knitting the pattern. Didn't find the one by one color work tedious at all. Of course, it's slower than knitting with only one color, but the hat went surprisingly fast for me. So I think that I may try, depending on my next hat attempt and how that turns out, I may try to do a sweater.
1: It's certainly pretty, and every time I look at it, I am tempted, so I understand. It's so unique. It's so unique, and that's the thing. Nobody's will ever be the same as anybody else's. Exactly. That's what's so cool.
0: Yep. So there you go, back around the sea glass theme, and I highly recommend trying the hat. I was intimidated, one, by the fact that it was fingering weight, so I thought, oh, this hat will take forever, and two, by the fact that it was the one-by-one Color work, I thought it would take forever, but it really went a lot faster than I thought. So don't let it intimidate you like I let it intimidate <laughs> me. The second hat I finished was the Wister hat by Courtney Kelly, and that's the January hat, I think, from their year of bulky hats. Okay. They just released their March hat, which I am not going to knit because it has a lot of baubles on it, mm. and a lot of baubles on a hat just isn't my thing, mm-hmm. so I probably won't knit that one. But... The Wister hat was really fun. You mentioned in your stocking that there was a cable that went around the hat in oh, a spiral. Yeah. It's kind of the same effect. Oh, okay. And will have to look for it. It's really cool. And again, bulky weight yarn. What I did is I held Malabrigo Rios doubled with two strands of fingering weight Malabrigo sock and went really quickly because you're on big needles. And the cable technique that she uses to get that spiral is fun to knit, and you don't need a cable needle because the big bulky needles make it easy to work on the stitch behind the first stitch yeah. on your left needle. So it was really fun and easy. It went really quickly, and I recommend the pattern, like all of their patterns. Kelborn Woolen's Year of Hats and Bulky Year of Hats. They're awesome winners. So we wanted to talk some more about unpacking patterns. And last episode, we talked a lot about, not the mechanics of it necessarily, but more of the mechanics than our personal approach. It was more how to dissect the pattern, how Mm -hmm. to prepare to knit a pattern, how to research it on Ravelry. Well, this take is more about how we each personally do it. And I'd say half the time, my inspiration is based on yarn choice and half the time it's based on the garment and the pictures rate highly among my choices and the colors of the pictures rate highly. Which is sad, because I should look at every picture, every garment, regardless of whether it's pink or not. I can knit it in pink,
1: so I should look at them all the
0: same, but my brain doesn't do it that
1: way. But human nature is human nature, and you're drawn to what you're drawn to. And if I'm presented with a drab, dark photograph for example, of a black sweater Mm -hmm. thrown on the forest floor and there's this dark gloomy photograph of it or a bright focused garment that's The center of a photograph and and obviously the featured part of the photograph, I'm going to be drawn to the better Mm -hmm. imagery. Even if the one on the forest floor is the most beautiful sweater you've ever seen, if you can't see it
0: because it's laying on a forest floor, you're
1: not doing yourself (laughs) any favors. And And this is a specific photograph that Gail and I had noticed that the sweater did indeed look interesting. The sweater did indeed look promising. But all of the photographs on the pattern page were too dark. The garment itself was dark black Mm -hmm. or dark gray. So it was difficult to light it properly if you don't know how to light garments. And if you're not photographing for the garment, if you're just kind of taking an overall photograph without extra lighting for the garment that's that's what these look like and then in one of the photographs the the sweater was thrown on the fourth floor Literally. and you couldn't see a thing
0: <laughs> and we've talked many times about photos mm-hmm. and what we consider to be good pattern photos and mm-hmm. not good this is obviously an example of not good Yeah. but It really does make a big impact on picking a pattern for me
1: absolutely
0: interesting case in point the cable crush joggers that i'm stocking Mm. i don't think the main picture on ravelry gives any warm fuzzies about knitting the pattern Mm. i think i saw it in my friends things Mm. because looking at the main picture if i'm looking at hot right now and I just glance through all of them. My eye doesn't stop on that at all. Yeah. So I think that the picture can be a big draw. Yeah. And can be a big turnoff as well. So pictures are important. And then again, like I said, the colors for me in pictures will definitely draw my eye or avert my eye, depending on the colors. And then once I see a picture with something that I like, it's all about the yarn. Yeah. I think... I think I definitely should think more about the fit and how things fit into my wardrobe than about the yarn. Because I have that tendency to, oh, I want to knit this really pretty yarn. And then I knit something that I don't wear because Mm. I was focused on the yarn. Yeah.
1: Oops. (laughs) And I have definitely had that happen because I have had spurts of oh let's try this new color that's Mm -hmm. out of my color box and get really excited about trying something new and then make the sweater and just not wear it because the color just is outside of my norm it's outside of what matches or goes with many things in my wardrobe Mm -hmm. And I'm I too, like Gail, I'm starting to think more about the wearing of the piece rather than just the making of the piece. And it's difficult for me to to always concentrate on that because you guys know that Oh, I love interesting construction. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that's made in a neat, unique way, I kind of just want to make it to make it because it's interesting and new and different. And I have to slow down and consider that okay, what am I going to wear it with? How am I going to wear it? Is this yarn going to fit into my wardrobe? Is this garment going to fit into my wardrobe? Is this garment going to fit? With my lifestyle. Yeah. yeah,
0: <laughs> I have here written in big letters, growing up and becoming less impulsive. <laughs> I think I've been getting better at that. I don't know if I'm good at it yet, but at least I'm slowing down to think more about what I knit before I knit it.
1: I think one consequence of the pandemic is that people are thinking a lot more about clothing in terms of comfort Mm -hmm. and clothing in terms of how it does fit into their lifestyle. Because we were joking about how often we wear sweatpants Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) And I think people are acknowledging that when they're home, they want comfort. Whereas before, it might have been more of an afterthought. Like, yes, I want to be comfortable when I'm home, but I'm just going to wear what's old or what I have, that kind of thing, or old exercise clothes. And now people are thinking in terms of, oh, I'm, I might want to go out and buy something or make something that will f- fill that need in my wardrobe. At least for me, I am. Well, and I'm chuckling because... In all honesty, if I think
0: if I listened from the very beginning of our podcast to now, it was yoga pants and leggings, <laughs> and now it's joggers. So it's not like I've ever... It's not
1: very different. Yeah, I, it's not
0: like I've ever been a fashion person, and I've never liked jeans. So my clothes definitely tend towards the more comfortable. And I'm sitting at a computer all day, so I want to be comfortable. But the sweaters that I knit... I think have become more comfortable, not just because boxy styles are more popular, but just because I want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't want a fitted sweater that makes me feel conscious of my body and how it's moving. I want something that's comfortable and I'm not thinking about things like that. So that's what I mean by thinking about something before I knit it there are lots of things in my queue that I still really want to knit, but I'm looking at in a, a different way now than I ever have before. So yeah. some of those things will never get knit just because they might have been a good idea for my lifestyle at the time, mm-hmm. but now eh, probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, but it's interesting just the, the different things that will go through my head when I'm picking a pattern and the yarn, like I said earlier, yarn choice has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And what's in my stash has a lot to do yes. with it. And it's been fun kind of since the pandemic, I think that forced a lot of us into using our stash more, although it didn't slow down my yarn purchases, but (laughs) there were quite a few things that I knit just pulling things out of my stash and it's fun to do that. And I'm, that's another way I'm think I'm becoming more, less impetuous with things is that even if it looks a certain way in a picture and it's done in a certain color, my mind can now go to what's in my stash and imagine it in a different way because I've experimented a lot more. Like using a lot of single skeins to knit a project is really fun. And it's such a sense of accomplishment because you've used these multiple skeins, like the Frank shawl. Mm -hmm. I used one, two, three, four skeins from my stash that, work together perfectly. Yeah. So a lot of us with a curated stash have things that do work together because of the things that we like. So my colors work together because I like pink and I like speckles and so on. And if you just think outside of your normal box, sometimes it can
1: lead to really beautiful projects. And like you, I think I have definitely become much more of a shopper of my own stash, so to speak, because now I definitely look to my stash first. I absolutely look to my stash first, and more recently I've noticed I'll even pick a project based on the yarns that I have in my stash rather than just shopping for something that I randomly want to make. Mm -hmm. It's something to fit the yarn in my stash. And that's when I say it's because of the pandemic, it's because we haven't been going to yarn stores. We Mm. haven't been going to yarn events. I'm not seeing as many projects knit up in person from friends and other knitters so, I'm knitting much more in a vacuum of Gail and I, yeah,
0: <laughs> and Charlene doesn't like to buy yarn online
1: i i I have bought since the pandemic started i've I've bought a few, but i I prefer to see the yarn right, in, in person. person. Yeah. and I didn't mean that in ne- in a
0: negative way. It's just you are more discriminating about your yarn purchases and you want to see them, feel them, see the colors in real life. Rather than I'm a little bit more. Okay. I haven't grown up all
1: the way. <laughs> that's, that's a very nice way of Gail saying I'm really picky. Well, but That's not, a, that's a good thing.
0: I think that's a good thing. And I'm sure it's, it means your, your stash is more curated than mine. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But it's also just, like you said, it's the approach between. Are you picking a pattern because you like the pattern? Or are you picking the pattern because you have a yarn you want to use to knit the pattern? Or is it both? Yeah.
1: Because
0: Woodford's, I'm back to stocking Woodford's. Oh, that is such a
1: wonderful sweater. It's another Elizabeth Doherty
0: pattern. And it has lots of ribbing. I'm not a real big fan of knitting ribbing, which is the reason I still haven't knit the sweater. But it's a beautiful cardigan. It is a fun knit, too. And I have a beautiful sweater quantity of Sincere Sheep in one of her fingering weights that is beautiful pink and it's a beautiful amazing yarn and I know those two are meant to be together. I know it. I've (laughs) known it since I bought the yarn and I haven't done it yet because of the ribbing stuff and I think I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to tackle it. Oh good. Because it's a wonderful sweater. It's a beautiful sweater and Part of the reason I'm tipping into knitting it is Carol, love pie, just posted a picture recently and oh. wear a hand knit every day during the winter. Yeah. She was wearing hers. And I thought,
1: oh, if Carol it, yeah. can knit it, I it's can knit wonderful. it.
0: So I might I might be asking Carol to support me on my Woodbirds <laughs> Endeavor. But that was both a marriage of pattern and yarn, yeah. as opposed to like the cable crush joggers. I just thought, oh, those are really comfortable. I have to knit them. And I instantly started shopping for yarn, but then I thought, no, come on, what do you have in stash? I didn't think I'd have enough of the right weight yarn in my stash and realized, oh my gosh, I have that comfy yarn. It'll be striped joggers, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it just works out really well versus you you're driven by (laughs) what you
1: have in your stash and sometimes i'm that way too it just depends and sometimes it's it's pattern driven and more recently i will find the pattern and then i'm i look through my stash to find something the sweater that i'm thinking of knitting right now I'm trying to figure out something from stash and it may not work and I may end up having to purchase yarn and that's okay. Yep. A couple people have been chatting in the group lately about their knitting
0: mojo being low Mm. and people had really great suggestions about how you might be able to break the mojo problem and other people were like, just wait it out. It'll happen when it happens. But something that could be a really fun way to see if you can break your mojo problem is to just go fondle your stash stash diving exactly just (laughs) remind yourself of what you have and remind yourself of what is in your stash that you love and even if it's a project that isn't necessarily what you would normally love to knit try to knit it just for the sake of the yarn that you bought because you love and is maybe getting that status of too good to use, which I yes. think is the sincere sheep pink yarn. <laughs> I think part of the reason I haven't cast on Woodford's with that amazing pink yarn is because it reached that status mm-hmm. of too good to use. Because Brooks colors, her sincere sheep colors, are so amazing that when you find them and you just you just love them so much that you kind of don't want to use them because then you won't have them anymore, (laughs) which is silly of course, but that's,
1: I understand. Yeah. I think we all kind of do. So if you're having
0: a mojo issue, which means that you've lost your interest in knitting or crocheting, maybe stash dive, play with your yarn, see what might inspire you and just try to knit or crochet something different. See what happens. could spark some, some happiness there. So it'd be really fun to see if you guys have other ways that you approach patterns, mm-hmm. because this is kind of just a ramble. But it was a really fun ramble. Yes, <laughs> Charlie and I both really needed this today. We've got our boba tea, we're out of the house, we're together, and it was just the perfect
1: day for a ramble. Yes, so. it was. <laughs> hopefully so thank this was you fun for to joining to. us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, happy knitting, and we'll see you in a Saturday Zoom. Hopefully, we're still doing those, and/or in the Ravelry threads. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Char. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.